Hello, I am Katrina Collier, and as part of my mission to inspire all the people that recruit people to treat people better, I bring you the Hiring Partner Perspective Unedited podcast. Here, you will hear from those hiring leaders who create true partnerships with recruiters, HR, and talent acquisition because they know that it delivers a better result for the business and a better human experience. May this podcast inspire other hiring leaders to create better partnerships with their recruiters and HR. And may it inspire recruiters to create true and valuable partnerships with their hiring leaders because people make businesses succeed and people matter. So let us begin. Girish Jane, Josh Goldstein, welcome to the Hiring Partner Perspective podcast, proudly supported by the wonderful people at WorkDrive. Thank you so much for joining me. You, of course, have been um, thrown in the deep end by the wonderful Ed Han, who's here but not here. He's like lurking in the background, which I find quite amusing. Um, Thank you, though, for coming on and sharing with us why you're such amazing hiring managers and hiring leaders. And so, well, we start with you, Garish. Can you give us a bit of a background and what your career is to date and how you, what you do now? Spill the beans. <laughs> yeah, thank you, first of all, for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, so I uh, manage the uh, IT quality assurance organization for Sanlar. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> so, you know, I came uh, to this company about four years ago and I built the organization and I couldn't have built it without working with our uh, wonderful recruitment team. You know, so that's what I've been doing. You know, we yep. expanded quite a bit in the last one year. Yeah. And uh, we continuing to grow. And what did you do before that, before the company? So before this company, I, I worked for, uh, you know, a couple of healthcare companies. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, one of the large ones was Cigna Healthcare. I've been yeah. doing uh, similar work in different domains for about almost 30 years now. Yeah. Uh, you know, I worked in various industries in uh, telecommunications and in, in uh, financial as well as healthcare. Yeah, that's very very cool. Mm-hmm. And how about you, Josh? Tell us yeah, a bit so about your background. Yeah, first off, Katrina, thanks again for um, for having me, and I guess thanks oh, to welcome. our absent friend Ed for uh, <laughs> teaming me up to join. Um, I've been with with Sunlar for about three and a half years now. Um, yeah. I, I lead our team that's focused on improving uh, the experience of our of our customers, uh, which is primarily the borrowers who we serve on behalf of our clients. Um, so, so that means various efforts focused on improving uh, the customer experience and how they interact with us, with us through our various channels. Um, and then in turn, um, reducing the reasons why they may have heartburn and may need to reach out to us about their mortgage, yeah. uh, which of course helps us from an efficiency standpoint internally. Uh, prior to joining Sanlar, um, I worked for a number of years at, at Citibank. Yeah. Um, and and, and uh, earlier in my career, I kind of had two phases mm-hmm. of my career. Uh, the first phase was in a completely separate industry focused on marketing and advertising. Ah, so what made you change careers then? <clears throat> uh, so I was always intrigued by financial services. And yeah. um, uh when I was previously in the marketing and advertising space, uh, I was on the agency side um, at times kind of serving uh, to the clients who hired us um, mm-hmm. and, and always had the desire to get kind of further upstream 
in terms of the the business strategy and decision making process. Uh, so wanted to make that transition um, over to the the client side, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, with with the financial services space being one that I had assembled some experience in, and I've always had an interest in. So, out of interest, which one's been more satisfying then, from a job perspective? That's a cheeky little question. I didn't warn you about, but it is it is tricky. So, the way that I uh, have thought about it is, when I worked in the prior space, I uh, was able to do a lot of really cool stuff. Uh, that at the time, and of course, I was much younger, and my career was was really fun and, and sexy to tell my friends and family about um, and <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed it as well. Um, but in terms of the, um, the challenge and the sort of uh, the level of, of sophistication in terms of what I've had the opportunity to focus on, I, I get more of that these days. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. The, uh, yeah. The other one's tough old industry, isn't it? Very cutthroat. So, um, Girish, I think you just were saying, I can't remember if this was on air or before we came on, that you've had like extensive growth in the last 12 months, right. which must be really quite amazing. Yes. How's that been? What's it been like trying to recruit in this crazy pandemic? Uh, it's been uh, challenging to say the least, uh, <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, like uh, our company, first of all, was not used to working remotely. I personally am, you know, from my past background in other companies, but yeah. this, this this company is a little different. And then uh, hiring people through that time where, you know, you bring new talent and they, they, you never meet them yeah. uh, was definitely a, a you know, a, a daunting task. Mm. And uh, I think uh, we worked through that, you know, we got used to it and, uh, you know, we made, uh, you know, the, the learning curve easier uh, eventually by, you know, uh, gaining the experience of doing so. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, obviously... What did you learn yourself? Like you personally, what did you learn as you started having to, you know, see these little squares on the screen and <laughs> recruiting on the basis? Did you... Yeah, so I, I would say personally what I learned, you know, I am a person who wants to draw on the uh, whiteboard in my office. Yeah. And uh, that that is something I always miss from both my hands. You know, like, okay, I can I can draw a picture and explain to you. This is what we really yeah. are working on. This is what we need from you. And that was the you know you know learning for that I had. How do I express myself? Yeah, you know by you know either video calls or audio calls. You know and and explain you know what our objectives are and how do mm. we make you the most. Uh, you know, efficient in, in what we're trying to do and successful in our yeah. company, you know, uh, because if anyone who joins as a new hire, you know, they want to be successful. They want to prove in the first mm. three months that they are the right fit. Yeah. And uh, it, as a manager, you have a big responsibility to make that happen for people. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Did you try any of the online whiteboards like Mural or Miro or? Actually, I did not. I did not. I I. I thought about certain things like that but mm. you know like I sometimes felt really really you know like uh, missing those uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> things but like yeah I yeah, that's a great suggestion I, oh, yeah, I really cool. should still consider that <laughs> see if you can draw on them <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I use them for a lot of my workshops I love them they're really cool yeah, yeah. so how about you Josh how have you found the the hiring over this crazy pandemic was it a big adjustment so I, I think similar to, to what Garish was sharing, it, it has been an adjustment. I think I think beyond hiring, just just interacting with folks in general, right? So I, I always yeah. think that there's kind of a 
a hierarchy of how we communicate with people and and the best is always in person face to face and then maybe it goes to video and then over the phone and and now we're we're all probably 90% or more email or instant message right which is yeah which is the worst of all the options but it's all <laughs> what we kind of all resort to um in terms of the hiring though I've actually um it it's actually been pretty good um I I I've been really surprised by you know how much we can accomplish remotely uh, by video, by phone, mm-hmm. and whether that's hiring or or going to meetings in person, um, and you know, to think that we used to fly people around the country for a thirty-minute interview, yeah, and, and now we can hire people, and and I've similar to today, I've I've had issues where my video didn't even work, mm. um, and I I maybe did a video chat before extending an offer just to see somebody face to face and for them to just have that same opportunity to connect. Yeah. But I think we've learned a lot in terms of how much we can actually get done remotely by phone and by video where all this in-person stuff is, is going to, at some point we'll get back to it. Right. But I, I, I just yeah. can't imagine we're going to go back to the same level for the yeah. same reasons we were in the past. Agreed. I think there'll be far fewer in-person because that, like you said, you know, flying people in for a short meeting when this is almost as good, not quite. So makes sense. So obviously the hiring partner perspective, you know, my aim with the podcast is to get recruiters and hiring managers to partner better because for some reason there seems to be like a lot of what I call collaboration chaos and it's not great communication. Um, and of course that hasn't been helped by the pandemic because, you know, everyone's working in silos. But beautiful Ed Han, bless him, um, mentioned you both and gave various different reasons for it. So if I start with you, Garish, he said here that you're a fantastic partner and you've gone so fast as to help, so far, I should say, as to help him source candidates. Does he bribe you with pizza when you do that or who you just <laughs> sit so, down and work with him to find people? So, so wonderful, <laughs> so, so wonderful of Ed to say that. You know, <laughs> I, I say the same thing about Ed. You know, uh, he has been a great partner, you know, period. Mm. Yeah, uh, you know, I think open communication uh, mm-hmm. and uh, expressing, you know, likes or dislikes, uh, you yeah. know, of uh, the the choices we have. Uh, timely review and feedback. I think uh, one mm-hmm. thing that probably what uh, Ed might have liked about me was I was very prompt in uh, giving a feedback on candidates. Yes. And, uh, that doesn't offering... surprise me because you were early to this podcast. I like came yeah. in a few minutes early and you're all here. I was like, whoa, <laughs> it was brilliant. <laughs> so thank you. I'm not surprised. So if we just continue on, just tell me why you think that, you you know, it's worth partnering and why you do that and what's the benefit to you? Yeah, so I think uh, it, it definitely is beneficial to me because uh, if I am forthright and looking and uh, giving my feedback early, we are not going to waste time in the candidates that we don't think are going to work out. Yeah. On the other hand, you know, I find those niche skills that really matter. Uh, You know, I think one thing that, you know, also I provided was, you know, a six month outlook of my organization. You know, I give a heads up. Okay. I'm looking to hire these type of resources down the road because new projects are popping up. So that way, you know, you don't let a, a candidate, pass by, you know, because that might be a fit in the next couple of months. 
And similarly, you know, I, I used to look around myself, you know, wherever, whether it's LinkedIn or other places and, and give add a heads up, okay, you know, this might be a great candidate to, to, to go to. So, so I think that is how yeah. we built a trust and a partnership uh, with each other. And then for me, you know, what? it was like finding the people, you know, that, that fit our uh, organization better, you know, and help add yeah. to help me. So I have to ask then, why is it that you can see what's coming up and so many hiring managers cannot? Like, what are you doing differently? It, it, it is like, like I keep an eye on the upcoming projects, right? Yeah. So the, re- the reason we expanded, like I said earlier, was because there's a lot of new work that happened uh, over the last couple of years, you know, as we grew as a company and yeah. new initiatives, new programs were on the horizon. And as we are pro- providing proposals, you know, I, I see where the growth may be and what type of skills would we need. So uh, that is that is what like I kind of kept as part of our you know regular uh, communication and, and connects. Right. It's very impressive. Very impressive. So what does he say about you, Josh, if I remember here? Oh, now you always want to be involved in the offer when the offer is extended to the candidate, Josh, which I think is so incredibly important, particularly in this market. I'm hearing quite a lot of horror stories of people having multiple offers. So what makes you get so involved there? So I think it, it's really, to me, it's all about the the beginning of a longer-term relationship. Yeah. And as Ed and I have talked about, uh, with him being my partner on, on, from a recruiting standpoint, mm-hmm. His role is critical, but it's kind of short-lived, right? So um, to the extent yeah. that we make the right offer and the candidate accepts, that that's a continuation of the relationship that that I'm building with the candidate and that, that they're building with me and, and with the organization. So I, I just think that, and, and it's such a critical um, critical conversation and and obviously the most important part is is what's the offer and 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 what's the what's the money right yeah but but the context that that i presented in and helping the candidate appreciate um in some cases the work that went into it um you know so we worked really hard we're really excited and you know took this further than i i would have under other circumstances etc i think that that's really important um not only to deliver because certainly recruiting uh, could deliver that message, but but for them to uh, hear that from who who will hopefully be their future manager, I, I just think is is an opportunity to get off on the right foot. It must also really help with counter offers. Like I'm hearing horror stories of like people getting offered double their salary from their current employer and all kind of crazy stuff. But if you're making that offer, then you can immediately tackle some of that, can't you? Because you know exactly how they're going to grow in the role. Have you had anybody have a counter offer that you've been able to tackle or you've been lucky? Um, not <laughs> been not recently, but the other thing that, that I try to do, with, which, which Ed is very helpful with as well, is understand where they're at ahead of time, right? So, so the offer yeah. shouldn't necessarily be a surprise. And if we really want them, you know, if they ask for X and we really want them, can we give a little bit more just to sweeten it and, and give them mm-hmm. both the, the financial benefit, but then also the, just the um, sort of the, the perceived benefit or the, um, the flattery, 
you know, which, which can also help in that situation. So, so to, and to me, it's, it's, it's a two way street, right? I think is, is the hiring man, at least for me, mm-hmm. um, whether I'm the hiring manager or under other circumstances, if, if I, when I've been the candidate, mm-hmm. I always feel like I'm at the disadvantage, right? Yeah. So there's, there's this perception that the hiring manager holds all the power. Well, talent is hard to find, right? So if you find somebody you like, you, you need to land that person and, and not mess around. So mm. that kind of goes into my thought process as well. How did you come to that realization? That sounds like a really weird thing to say, but I'm hearing a lot of horror stories that hiring managers just do not understand what this market's like. I mean, I suppose it's unexpected. You think that the pandemic created a lot of opportunities for companies to hire, but it seems to have done the opposite. And it's not that many people around. So so I don't I don't think about it necessarily as a as a uh, side effect of the pandemic. I think the, the pandemic just causes us to be over a phone versus right. in person. Mm-hmm. It, I've I've always kind of had that approach, and and I think I to your question I I realize that not so much as a hiring manager, but more so as as a manager, and even prior mm-hmm. to being manager, just as a as a colleague. It, it's hard to find people who you really love to work with, right? So when you think you found one. You gotta, you gotta reel them in, right? Grab them, <laughs> grab them. <laughs> I, I have this whole side metaphor where I think it's pretty much just like dating, which I won't go into. But I, mm-hmm. I, I just think, I, I just think you want, you know, what you want, and, and you want to put yourself in a in a position to succeed. Yeah, I, I truly think it is. We, um, particularly re- recruiters, we have to woo <laughs> from the beginning as soon as we come yeah. out and start finding people. So. I, I, from what you guys are saying and from how you behave as hiring managers, this is a really special partnership that you have, which I don't see that often and I would love to see more of. Had you previously experienced recruiters like Edge or what is it about him that perhaps would inspire other recruiters to create the partnerships that he has with you? Maybe Garish, if you go first. Yes, uh, absolutely. I think uh, his availability, his uh, you know uh, ability to to communicate back at you know literally at any time of the day. You know, I know I've had uh, late evening conversations with him. You know, and uh, you know uh, that that's been wonderful. I think, uh, and uh, we were able to communicate very effectively that way. And he understands. You know, he has the mm. background. Uh, you know, for me, you know, from technology perspective. So, mm-hmm. so he, he actually can understand what my needs are, you know, from the requirements of the jobs. So yeah. I think that that's what made him a wonderful uh, partner in, in, in the recruitment there. And uh, as I said earlier, you know, like uh, uh, explaining to him my pipeline, you know, uh, that way, you know, sometimes he would channel some candidates. So this may be a good fit for something you're looking, you know, next month. Uh, that definitely gotcha. made Ed, you know, very helpful. You know, one thing I want to say on the topic we were talking before, you know, like sure. uh, retaining the candidates, you know, even after you hire them is also a challenge. Sometimes <laughs> Isn't it? People, people fish around, you know, they try for a couple of months, they they just move on. Mm. So we have, we had a couple of those incidents, uh, but thankfully not a whole lot. Mm. Uh, we also had a couple of uh, last minute slips, you know, like uh, yeah. when we were about to make an offer and then, you know, find, okay, no, they, they moved on. Mm. So, you know, uh, definitely an interesting time, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, good that there are so many opportunities out there, but, uh, you know, that's where, you know, it, it becomes 
more tough for people like Ed, you know, that, you know, we just worked on a candidate for three months and now we have to start all over. Yeah. So so I think that I will highly appreciate, you know, in any recruiter, you know, uh, what Ed did for us. Yeah. But it sounds like that you have such a trusting bond between yes. uh, the two of you, well, the three of you, really, that right. that you, I'm sure if Ed came running up to you and said, you must talk to this person now, you would probably drop everything as well. Right. Like, it sounds like you've built that level of trust. And what about you, Josh? Like, what qualities in Ed would you want up to see in more recruiters, like to inspire them to be better at this job? I was going to say malarkey then, but don't know that that <laughs> translates. <laughs> Ed, by the way, who is not currently uh, on the on that with no audio, is laughing his head off. <laughs> so, so I, I think, um, and it, it's maybe similar to what you and Ed have, have observed in terms of how I approach things. So, I, mm. I, I try to go above and beyond and uh, put myself in the shoes of the recruiter and assist from that standpoint. Um, and, and Grish as well in terms of him helping to source resumes and so forth. Yeah. And I think that's what, what Ed and, and really for that matter, any other strong recruiting partner does is they, they really try to put themselves in the shoes of the hiring manager and, and understand yeah. the role um, and understand the role, the, the, the team that the, the role fits within and the style of the hiring manager to, to really be the best uh, filter, if you will, uh, that they can be in, in that process. And, and by doing that and by investing that time in the very beginning, we're, we're, we're sort of automatically aligned, right. In terms of what comes through. Yeah. Um, and I would say, so that certainly exists in the partnership that I've had with Ed has existed with other recruiters in the past, but I've also seen the opposite where the recruiters are, are just kind of a, a source of resumes, right? And I've had instances yeah. for better or for worse where I say, you know what, just send me every resume you get um, because I want to review them uh, because we're not getting what we need, right? And and, and mm. that really minimizes the role and the value out of the recruiter. Uh, whereas with Ed, I'm, I'm looking at the short list that he's already worked through, uh, which, which not only makes my role that much easier, uh, but it gets us to the same result anyway, right? I, I, I looked yeah. at the three or four resumes versus the, the 15 or 20, yeah. and that, that's what makes for the good partnership. It's, it sounds like you're prepared to give the recruiter the time up front, and, but, I, but also the Ed is expecting it. And that's I, I spend a lot of time coaching recruiters to please demand that time up front. Like don't let the hiring manager not give you that time because, like you said, you save so much time. That's right. Absolutely. Gar garbage in, garbage out. So yeah. so let's take 20 minutes up front and the next X number of weeks of this recruiting process is going to be that much more effective. Absolutely. And if they get to know your team and all those sorts of stuff, it will all help. So were there any final things that you thought, oh, I really want to say that when I come on this podcast, just to share, to inspire other hiring leaders or recruiters that either of you wanted to add? I think uh, one thing I would say is, you know, as part of the being a hiring manager and as a recruiter as well, it is very important to sell the good things about the company yes. that they're looking to come to work in. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, it obviously is a two-way street, right? We want to judge the skills of the, uh, you know, potential candidate. 
but selling you know the work environment the good things about it the growth opportunities are very very critical uh, yeah. you know to attract good talent and uh, when i talk you know to a candidate uh, believe me like after working for 30 plus years i <laughs> look at the resume i can tell you know uh, the skill sets of the person the way the resume has been written yeah. right so i really don't get into the technical discussion i you know try to un- understand the work ethics of the person mm-hmm. and then tell all the good things about the company and then hear a, you know a reaction from the person and that will tell me whether that person is going to be a good fit or not that is something what i have used effectively you know yeah. in, in recruiting lately yeah. how oh, i do love hearing that it's so important it's it's funny how like particularly in tech my whole background is tech recruitment So how few hiring managers think to do that. It's like it's so competitive. It's crazy. And what about you Josh? Were there any final thoughts you wanted to share? I think I would just reiterate um or summarize part of what we've touched on here and and it's not to blow smoke but it it truly is a partnership and it and it has to yeah. be a partnership if um if it's going to work, right? Which which yeah. is why you know the few of us are in this discussion because because I think that's what what we've all benefited from and i could say this for the the business or the hiring manager and recruiting or other functions as well it, it's not a hierarchy where where the recruiters are here just to serve us right nope. um we've got to be vested and through the partnership it, we're going to get the best outcome in terms of um the the efficiency and and, and of the process and then the quality and hopefully the sustainability of the talent that comes through yeah. uh, to think that we can just outsource this to recruiting and and add people to our team that that are 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 right i mean it, it, it it's just not the case yeah i was just cheering hands Now, were going up all that being Nobody said nobody could I, see that I, on the audio <laughs> I, I, i i could still happily blame recruiting if it doesn't work out but oh, of course <laughs> um, we haven't had to do that yet yet <laughs> Oh of course that's fine. <laughs> no, I mean that's just so inspiring to hear. And I just think you the three of you are just a case study on this works. Like just you know get on and do it. Um if anybody wants to connect with you, are you happy for them to send you a LinkedIn connect and if they've got any questions or want to know more? Are you both I'm happy good. with that? I'm good with that, yes. Yeah, fantastic. And Josh, Absolutely. are you Yeah, brilliant. I shall pop your details in the blurb that goes out. But thank you both. Um I feel very inspired by everything that you shared and I just yeah, it just reiterates to me the importance. So thank you both so much for your time. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Hiring Partner Perspective unedited podcast, proudly supported by the people at WorkDrive. Hopefully you really enjoyed what you heard and have left feeling inspired. And if so, I would love your help to create real change. Please pass this podcast on to your hiring leaders and other recruiters and HR. Even share it on your social channels if you feel so inclined. But the more reach we can get, the more change we can create. So please remember to subscribe of course on your favorite podcast platform and do come and say hello at Hiring Partner Perspective on Instagram where I share behind the scenes of what's going on. Until next time. Thank you. How much do you understand 
the future of finance. I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transformed, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.